45 commercial free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story... President Donald J. Trump officially becomes the first president of the United States to be impeached twice. Thank you, Nancy Pelosi. Yes, Nancy was able to get that accomplished. She proudly showed the articles of impeachment off. And honestly, I don't know that Trump in the future is even going to be sad about this because he can say he is the only one who's ever been impeached twice. He's made them so mad they had to impeach him twice. I can see that being a stamp on his resume in the future. But there's been a lot of questions about what's going to happen next and what the purpose of it is. And Mitch McConnell has indicated that he's not going to bring the senators back until Trump's last day, his last day in office. So January 19th, which means the trial wouldn't start until January 20th on Inauguration Day, and it would continue going for however long it takes after that. And what's the point of it? Well, we talked yesterday briefly about how a guilty verdict might enable the senators to vote to bar Trump from holding public office in the future. But something else that's interesting that I I found about this is that Trump could also lose his six-figure pension and other post-presidential perks if if they do impeach him. If they convict him. Yeah, if they convict him, which is another signal to the broader public that if you align with his sentiment or what is said to be his sentiment, then you too could suffer these financial consequences. That's amazing. Um, that actually would matter to him, in my opinion. I think he he cares about that. I had don't they get one hundred fifty thousand or something like that per year for the rest of their life. That might not be the exact number, but it's something. I, I don't like know, but that wouldn't surprise me. Like that's how cops get paid in New York. There's like this huge pension, so that you get paid your pension oftentimes is more than you earned on the job. Yeah, because you can retire so young. But yesterday I had some said something about I wasn't sure if it was constitutional or what the rule was about lying in the Senate, going to and fro the Senate. And uh, I did want to clarify that with this short Article one, Section six from. Uh, in, in the Constitution about that, I just want to read this quick passage. Senators and representatives shall receive a compensation for their services to be ascertained by law and paid out of the Treasury. They shall in all cases, except treason, felony and breach of the peace, be privileged from arrest during their attendance at the session of their respective houses and in going to and returning from the same. And for any speech or debate in either house, they shall not be questioned in any other place. So whatever he said right there at the ellipse, which isn't he isn't a a senator or congressman inside, but they are completely immune from the things that they say. And he is not. So it's very interesting that it is perforce a double standard that they're using against him. But I would say it's very clear he did not incite insurrection. And when I opened the show by saying, thank you, Nancy Pelosi, I was being sarcastic. Oh, you didn't (laughs) genuinely, you were sincerely thinking about it. I'm not happy about it. But I'll tell you what is worrying me about the inauguration is this whole Capitol Hill thing that happened uh, last week. I have a couple of passages. I want to read to you the calls to action to get people down there. I read it in a thing that said this is proof positive that they were a call to insurrection, a call to riot. It's amazing how benign it was. But I do want to say that all the noise, the chatter, when you go to a Fed... um, 
foxnews.com or cnn.com and it's just blasting you with the the fears of this unrest there's the national guard is in force down there there's a curfew american airlines is discontinuing alcohol service in and around the inauguration airbnb is suspending operations in and around the inauguration this is de facto martial law and and they allow they we just like 2020 get got us to expect and accept protests turning violent the process failing covid has gotten us to expect and accept arbitrary draconian militant measures of robbing us of our rights to the point that we are just sitting back and taking it Absolutely. They're closing stuff everywhere. The tag offices are closed in Fulton County because and they're not going to open again until the 21st for the same reasons. I mean, who's going after the tag offices anyway? They're creating this atmosphere that there's going to be rampant violence everywhere. Trump released a five minute statement on YouTube through the white YouTube, the White House YouTube channel yesterday where he condemned the violence and he urged people to be calm. He urged for peace. And this is what the media seemingly has wanted over the past few weeks. But. The way they cover it, they say Trump releases statement about violence at the Capitol doesn't mention impeachment. So instead of releasing the actual video and showing the actual video, which I didn't see any of them do, maybe they did and I missed it, but I didn't see any of them do it. Instead of releasing that, which is a call for peace, a call for calm, they decide to report it in a divisive way to cause more division and more conflict. Totally. And I saw in, I think it's the, the Daily Beast, it goes, it talks about how the Secret Service is expecting the Boogaloo to come to the States to, and, and the Daily Beast said, we are not going to cover this in detail. We're not going to give any details because we don't want the media to help connect people. But what they're really doing is making the suggestion. And I've always thought, I know that there are people who got involved with the Boogaloo Boys, got involved with the Proud Boys, because the words that are said to call them to action are generally benign. But I knew, like with everything that just splashes onto the scene, I knew it was allowed to happen, if not produced from scratch. So let me just give you, I'm not going to read both passages. They're they're kind of of a piece, but th- this like scathing article that is trying to impugn anyone involved in these uses this, this call to action as proof that it, violence was intended. Here's the problem. This organization that was calling people to go to the Capitol was called wildprotest.com. And, and that's the kind of stuff that makes you think that it's a setup because the name in itself is a setup. But you'll swallow the name if the words appeal to you, right? Was it called SeizeTheCapital.com? Uh, there were a few that said, yeah, like this says, uh, you know, who, it, it, who would be associated with something called wildprotest.com and uh i can't see all the other ones there were a bunch of names that were that did seem to bespeak the kind of wildness that happened but it didn't happen anyway what it said was wildprotest.com posted this on the day before the event it said 
It said, we the people must take to the U.S. Capitol lawn and steps and tell Congress do not certify on January 6th. Congress cannot certify this fraudulent electoral college. Our presence in D.C. will let members of Congress know that we stand with Rep. Mo Brooks and his colleagues in the House of Representatives who will bravely object to the certification of the electoral college. We're in need of at least one senator. We've identified six, seven, including Tommy Tuberville, who could join our cause. Stop the Steal is working closely, whipping the vote up with patriots in the Congress. That is the call to action that this website, Street on Parade, which was kind of, I thought, an alternative website that I kind of liked, is saying is one of the two passages, the other one's even more benign, that is that they are claiming was the call to action. And and that just proves my point. I didn't know that passage existed, but what did we say? What is the first thing I asked Anne when we asked her why she was there? I said, I want to put words in your mouth, but were you not there to support the congressmen and senators who were going to object to certifying the fraudulent electors? Yeah. That's how I opened the conversation. And here it is in writing. And this is a proof positive. But the fact is, the headline of this article says the untold story of how Republicans funded uh, recruiting the mob that attacked the Capitol. (laughs) How is that recruiting a mob that attacked the Capitol? What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. Yeah, it certainly sounds like not wanting violence to me. Because why would you? Why would you interrupt something that could come out in your favor? And a lot of the stuff that people point to, they keep saying that that mob was there. That's what they're saying in the news. That mob was there with the intent of storming the Capitol and finding Mike Pence to hang Mike Pence. And where did that thought originate? Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood's Twitter account, Lynn Wood's parlor account, who's now gone from both of those sites. And you can't actually look at the evidence of that because the tweets are gone. I'm sure somebody has them. Just like Trump. Yeah. Same thing they're, with Trump. They're in the Library of Congress, but you probably can't get to them. Yeah. So maybe that was the role he was there to play is to to be that inciter or the person who's blamed on the incitement. Yet I haven't seen too many calls for arresting him, although he Lynn did Wood? Get, yeah, he did get kicked off a case, a defamation case for Carter Page recently to because the judge doesn't want somebody like him on the case. So a successful defamation lawyer kicked off a case because of his tweets. This is this is really driving me crazy. So you have First Amendment rights and a judge or like what happened in Georgia where they are punishing people for exercising their First Amendment rights in a way. It's not for like raw porn. They're exercising their rights for political purposes. And then they're being punished without any kind of due process. And I blame this, allowing this to happen on the very squishy concept of social media being private, both from a position of the origin of the social media, big tech guys, and also their ongoing situation where they use patent protection to keep 
their monopoly status in there at the same time that government policy has prevented us from using meat space like we're supposed to and has driven us with intent, no doubt, onto this space. So then you look at you, you get libertarians saying, well, they're a private enterprise and they can suppress uh, they're permitted to suppress. Then you forget that this what Lynn Wood is involved in or what happened in the um, in Georgia, the cancel culture cannot apply. It cannot apply to governments itself. And and when you do something that you think is fine, I'm just asking questions, whatever. And I used to tell my husband that, like, I, you know, I go too far, whatever. I, I really press these issues. And he said, you can always defend yourself. You're always coming from a place of you're sober, you're sane, you're, you're good meaning, you know your stuff, you're just asking questions. And I always said to him, I will not have a chance to defend myself or make that argument. I saw it with WordPress. I saw it with YouTube. But even before that, even in a court of law, look at Bill Cosby. Look at Lori Loughlin. I mean, look at the fact that almost 100% of all convictions are from plea bargains because it's all threats and bullying and the process is gone. And this, I'm going to lay it once again at the feet of the people who supported Trump at all costs and the costs right up front since before he was elected, I always identified as abandoning the defense of the Constitution. And this is where it has it has brought us. And to to your point, there's a lot of statements being made about Trump right now on the news, a lot of accusations being thrown out, and he does not have a platform to respond to those. He can t- he can do it. He did it in the video, but he didn't really respond to the allegations. He just called for peace, but what he video? can't respond to him. the video that he posted on his YouTube page. I mentioned it earlier, the one where he called for peace and the media reported it as, instead of reporting the oh. calls for peace, they reported it as... Uh, he didn't mention impeachment. Oh, that was the White House video? Yeah. That was in the White Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. So he, he is getting, when he when he says the right thing, it appears that the media will put it on the news, but he doesn't have Twitter, he doesn't have Parler, and I know that other presidents before didn't have that, but when the media has all these platforms, and the media is using these platforms to send a unified, singular, one-sided message, no defense to it, then that... That's censorship. And interesting that you should put it that way, because as you said, well, I know previous presidents didn't have that, but here's what happened. And this is what's this is exactly an example or a parallel case of my idea that the meat space square that where we were all supposed to assemble and have our free speech was diverted into social media. And now it's under total control of social media. Similarly with him, if he'd never had social media, right. if he hadn't grown to rely on that, then those traditional channels would have still been open to him. And if they tried to suppress him on that, it would have been a hard one fought in the light of day battle. And this now it isn't because that stuff just disappeared. There's no even we don't even remember how it's supposed to work. It's gone. They can say whatever they want about it. And we know that these companies are, quote, private companies. But as we mentioned earlier in the week, when we see the exact same talking points being doled out and repeated over and over again by social media, by government officials, by news media, that's coordination. And Facebook, of course, is the worst of all. And and one thing I want to say, and then I want to ask you about the Facebook story, is that, look, I, I said from the beginning... I'll I'll buy into your Trump stuff if we are better off at the end of his administration. But whether he does it straightforwardly or by poking the lion, I said I always said he is pulling back the arrow just to let it fly. And and that is what's happening. 
Ever since getting to know the people and products at True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my life. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil and my absolute favorite, gluten-free brownies, I have incorporated CBD products into my own approach to personal well-being. To find out more about CBD products in general and True Hemp Science products in particular, including their latest offering of gummies, check out their website and request a free personal consultation at truehempscience.com slash products report so facebook is seeing online signals indicating there's going to be more political violence coming up in the leading up to the 20th and it's interesting the way that they're tracking this violence they're working with organizations to track quote terrorist and dangerous groups to monitor conversations on platforms like eight 8chan used to be 8chan it's called 8kun now 4chan (laughs) and they're doing this in an effort to prevent the talk of violence from these platforms from becoming popular on facebook so they're monitoring these outside platforms for the language i'm guessing and probably talk of fraud or stop the steal so that they can know what is bad speech on facebook so if you happen to say something that was also said on one of those platforms, so somebody on 8chan can say something wow. completely true, something Holy completely factual crap. and true. If these Facebook monitors saw it there, then they see it on Facebook, they're going to ban it, say, that came from 8chan. That's radical speech. That's, that's threats Boy, of violence. So you could just go to 8chan if you were AOC and write a bunch of words that she never wants to see again. That's what it appears that they're doing. Wow. And not just that. Yeah. An example of this work, according to a Facebook spokesperson, is they are collecting and indexing promotional flyers that are being distributed on these other sites for more demonstrations over the weekend and Inauguration Day. They're, They're indexing the promotional material. They think that it can help make it easier for Facebook to identify and remove that material from its platforms or prevent it from being posted at all. So you could post a legitimate flyer for an event. It could be a perfectly normal, healthy event, a peaceful event. But if it's posted there, ends up on Facebook, you're probably going to get kicked off. Can you just imagine if Facebook was still LifeLog, which was a government organization, and they tried to do that, you'd have to pass a law because it it is an abridgment of the First Amendment and it would never pass Supreme Court scrutiny. You you know, yeah. And, And what you said a moment ago is a great point. If you see a flyer for a legitimate event, and you don't want that event to happen or you want to demonize that event and you're AOC or somebody, you grab that flyer, you post it on HN, bam. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of, of things, one I think is absolutely fake and one I think is a is the real purpose here. There was a guy in Queens, I just caught my eye that somebody was saying, you would not believe what I just saw outside my window. Tank comes down the street, eight guys with machine guns pile out, thud, 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 thud. And then I see them uh, getting my neighbor who walks out with his hands up, his kids and his wife are looking. This is in Queens. Wait, oh, okay. I was going to say, you, you, you didn't see this. Somebody you know saw this? No, I was looking. I saw a New York Post article caught my eye. Okay. And it was yeah. just a quote from somebody in Queens. But I recognized that kind of street. There were some pictures of it. And I, I looked into it. The guy was 41 years old. He was absolutely did not look at all menacing. 
He was not at the Capitol, but they were investigating that something he posted that included words that seemed to indicate he wanted to storm the Capitol and may have some association with Proud Boys. That so words he wrote on Facebook that may or may not have been uh, have instigated. And since we know how they treat, say, Trump's words and always err from any kind of ambiguity that. The words are so bad that they will actually manifest violence in and of themselves. That's like how they treated this guy. And uh, we allow this, you know, we are allowing this. And and I think the COVID thing softened us up for it. No question that COVID was really a masterful thing. Whereas there's another guy who was arrested in the Buffalo area. I think his name was Pete Harding and he was much more like in your face kind of guy. And I thought, okay, this is like a a proud, proud boy or something like that. And I I wanted to dig into his story because he, he didn't seem right to me at all. And as I looked into the story to my surprise slash total, not surprise, he was one of the guys in the group that I flagged and mentioned repeatedly as in among the videos we saw, we saw a couple of videos, the thing with the two guys scaling the wall, stuff inside the Capitol and one little cluster of people outside a pile of media equipment, which was completely weird. You couldn't see where it came from. And a kind of middle-aged guy in brand new black stuff, head to toe saying, this is war, this is war. I'm positive people listening will remember mentioning this. One of the guys he was with lit that pile on fire. That's Pete Harding, who's now being featured as the big a-hole who's getting arrested isn't afraid, yada, yada. When I see the same guy twice, I will say that it breaks false flag to me. Yeah, this whole thing reeks of false flag. Of course. But I mean, those are the kind of things where like, really, what are the odds? What do you mean? It's like Kyle Rittenhouse. What are the fucking odds that he was interviewed by the Daily Beast or one of those on video hours before he was the center of the country's attention and still is. He's also represented by Len Wood, or he was anyway. Yeah, I don't think he is anymore. Anyway, so just so you know, we could um, just mention the GoDaddy band kicked off AR15.com and we are on GoDaddy, so we're going to have to fix that. And so many people... Uh, have answered the call and um, are sympathetic to our cause. So we are going to fix that. The- yeah, to, to that point, Tim Pool had his Facebook page along with Ron Paul, which I think we mentioned earlier in the week. He had his Facebook page restricted yesterday. So he has lost control of his Facebook page. And I don't know the specific reason. My guess is it has something to do with something else that Facebook is doing. A Facebook spokesperson said that they are monitoring and removing praise of or support of last week's storming of the U.S. Capitol. And I'm not saying that Tim Pool supported it, but he probably spoke um, neutrally about it. And my guess is speaking neutrally about it. This is my speculation, speaking neutrally about it. An ally of Alex Jones, or he was just on Alex Jones? No, he's had Alex Jones as a guest on his show. And he's been a guest on Alex Jones' show. I don't know if he has or not. Like, I mean, I've seen that. That's how I know who he is. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't... I I mean, I I wasn't aware that he has been. I don't know. Maybe not. So, I'm just saying, I don't know. I, I... I'm my not my point say, is that you yeah. can speak that you're likely to get kicked off these platforms for speaking neutrally about it. But we don't know what he did. Well, I, I don't know what he did, but I also have, I've watched him a little bit, and right, I know okay. for a fact that he wasn't praising it. Okay, because I've seen him, and he does stuff that's 
comically over the top. Yeah. And comedy is not allowed. So you can't say, well, he was being sarcastic. Like he might have said words that you wouldn't say knowing that they would get you thrown off. Some people want to get thrown off. Like he's a histrionic guy. I wouldn't call him histrionic as much as maybe Alex Jones. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Maybe somebody else, because I don't think he's ever been on Alex Jones' show unless it's recent. Uh, the, the, first time remember, they, the first yeah. time they ever did anything together was like two weeks, three weeks ago. Maybe, was it like a, a debate or a Joe Rogan thing? I don't know. Somebody, I kept getting peppered with, well, you got to watch this thing with Tim Pool and Alex Jones. And so I wanted to look who Tim Pool was before, before I got into it because it's kind of long. And I saw him in a crowd saying really crazy things. And I think I said it to you and you were just like, oh, he just says stuff that's like over the top on purpose. But maybe. No, maybe I've never said else. that about him. Okay, it's okay. probably somebody else. But he okay. might. He, I mean, maybe in he's done that and I, I've only watched him um, a little bit and I don't always trust everything he says but he's allowed to remain the reason I watch him is because he's allowed to remain on YouTube he's kind of a good gauge of what that line is that they will accept and yeah. won't accept because he usually stays he, he tries yeah. to stay in front of it and since they're kicking him off things I think that's a signal that right you I was kind of wondering why I didn't get to, kicked off Twitter it's I, either because I pulled all that Ashley Babbitt stuff down or they want to discredit me by not deplatforming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but one thing that did get removed from YouTube as I tried to post it this morning, I realized that it had already been removed and I would have known if I was plugged into those guys on Telegram as I uh, do constantly get notifications, I should have realized, but the Union of the Unwanted that we did on Monday had the doctor from Plandemic on and that alone I mean, I know in your opinion, I think you're right, was enough to get it totally removed from YouTube. Well, so, the name was in the title. Her name was in the title. It wasn't. When I put it up, it was not. I did not. They had to have recognized that the YouTube video I put up had already been removed elsewhere based purely on the content. I put no title up. I wrote U-O-T-U-1-11-21. Oh, are you That's saying the one that you posted got removed? Yes. Oh, I thought you meant the one they posted got removed. Well, I'm sure it did, but no, like I, it was, they recognized the the zeros and ones in that in the in the actual video I put up. Yeah. It was removed without any I had no words on I never go look at my thing. I never put words on anything. Did they send you a warning no. or no, it they just, just took said, it down? Removed. You can see this, but nobody else can. Removed is what it said before it was ever posted. It went from ninety nine yeah. percent uploaded to removed. Well, they did just ban Trump's channel the day before, so for a week. So that's yeah. and I was going to put down. I was going to put even though I completely disagree with that person, like completely. I just could not disagree more. And I mean, particularly when it comes to HIV and um, viruses causing cancer and stuff like that. But I was still going to suggest to you that we put it up on the DMB over the weekend on our feed because I liked a lot of the other stuff in the video, but. I'm afraid that it's actually just like the Ashley Babbitt stuff, that that person is a hot button and you can't, you simply can't. Uh, it's like a trap. But in any case, yeah. that that I actually disagree with that content. So I was on the fence anyway. But I'm I, I'm saying do not. I'm voting against putting it in the feed, although you might still be able to find it like Ricky Veranda's on the ripple effect. And it's probably in his audio. Uh, if people really want to hear it, I'm fine with that. Maybe we put the audio in the patron feed. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, she's definitely a hot button 
for sure. But that's interesting that the name wasn't in the title or was it in the description? There was no description. I put no words on my YouTube videos. I don't, I don't put it up for searching. I put it up for people who know me and like me to watch. I don't want any strikes. So that was purely, so either somebody reported it or it was purely the AI algorithm. It never got posted. So nobody could have reported it. I'm telling you, it went from 99% uploaded to removed. Oh, I completely misunderstood. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It never went up. YouTube was waiting for it. That's crazy. It's crazy. That's a quick algorithm. Which means it, 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 there's a signature on that video that before it was even unloaded had flagged the sensors on YouTube. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Now, I think we could post it on our audio stuff, but until we move from GoDaddy and all that, but that's not why I don't want to put it up, really. It's that it may be an actual trick. And the, the content that I liked in that video is from Tina Marie, who is another guest who we are going to have on a get, as a guest on our show in February. So we will get that content to people who want it. Should I tell you about AOC's calls to rein in our media and how that supports my view that Section 230 needs to be maintained Please and do. not removed? She said that that this disinformation, this misinformation is what's leading to these problems. The article I read talked about um, a truth and reconciliation commission or a media literacy program at the congressional kind of getting congressional attention for that. Just so you know, that's a buzzword. Truth and reconciliation commission is the South African apartheid kind of reparations type thing. It's about revisiting government wrongs and redressing them, which while the wrongs should be redressed, it should be redressed by removing government power. I'm sure the redressing will be worse if you actually go back to and and if they're talking about redressing the wrongs from like the Boogaloo Boys, the Proud Boys, that's going to be bad. But just what her quote was, several members of Congress in some of my discussions have brought up media literacy because that is part of what happened here, referring to the Capitol thing. We are going to have to figure out how we rein in our media environment so you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. So she wants to legally rein in the media environment. My guess is she, just like the people on the right, are going to want to remove Section 230, which means that only big tech will be able to maintain social media platforms and they will be totally censored and that will be their mandate and their legal requirement and no little guy will ever be able to pull a YouTube video before it's even posted which means that anyone without that capacity will not be able to fulfill the regulatory requirements. So do not repeal Section 230. Please, I know it's going to happen. It's pointless, but whatever. The more insidious thing there to me is the the media literacy training. That's something, that's a thing that the Google News Initiative and First Draft News and all these international organizations have been pushing for the past three years, and they have started putting this these media literacy trainings into the curriculum into schools i've told you before the kids at schools in north georgia and i'm sure other parts of georgia have to watch cnn 10 which is 10 minutes of just pure propaganda from cnn they have to watch it every day they get they're taking misinformation classes right now which is media literacy training and the misinformation is teaching them you it's you go straight to the source it's the source that matters it's never the content you don't trust third-party sources so this media literacy is really in effect how you make children stupid and unable to th- and unable to think and and the concept of the source is also different from 
what it should be. So for us, evidence, sources, that means who it is, who's saying it, why I want a name, I want some proof, does that person know it? That's like the source of the information. What they're talking about is something a little different. What they're talking about is the outlet. And and I know that because I, I witnessed some of those kind of uh, schools summarizing what media literacy is and the three rules of media of internet literacy is authority authority and authority yeah so when you're doing a research paper and and the authority she cited was cbs and la times like those were the authorities can you imagine looking to those outlets for let's say a life and death decision scientific information health you know like if you really had to make a decision like you had to stake your life everything you owned on something you read in the la times or heard watched on cbs news seriously look at the jane aker case a-k-r-e where she and her co-writer wanted to publish something true about cows and hormones on on their fox affiliate and a judge rule and roger ale slapped them down uh, and a judge ruled that the news is not meant to be true. There's no requirement for it to be true. And she could not recover for losing her job because because they were justified in. And not only did they slap down her story, they changed it to be wrong. There were no repercussions to that. So that is not an authority that I would bet my life on. Well, the news is certainly doing a great job of not being true right now. In the patron 15, oh, go ahead. I do. I have a, a couple of shout outs. So one is barstoolsports.com. Did you hear about this? Are you talking this about guy, the, the guy the, raising money for all the yeah. small? Yeah, I've been following that for like two weeks, two, three oh, weeks. Oh, I was totally unaware. Adam Nutter, um, a libertarian comedian, was telling me about it. It's right up my alley because you know how I feel about restaurants and bars, waitresses always being in the crosshairs, that COVID is hitting that industry harder than anything. This guy, Dave Portnoy, is raising big money and choosing select um, establishments to give like meaningful money to. He's not like giving a thousand bucks a month to uh, a million people. He's giving $10,000 a month to a handful of places he's trying to keep alive. And he's getting all sorts of flack from the left. And I haven't really investigated why, but just the general idea that he's anti COVID or something. Yeah. I don't know what that story is. But anyway, I would encourage people to investigate the barstoolsports.com. He's from New York. He's Trump-like in that he's he's got a big personality. So it's probably easy for them to lump him in with, with Trump. I don't know if he's a Trump supporter. I have no idea. I know very little about him. But just watching his videos on Twitter, which are cool. They're very cool to watch. Uh, the people find out they're getting, they're getting money from the barstool sports thing. But I can see... How how they could start to um, push back on him just because he he'd be an easy easy person to demonize from the standpoint of his personality. Yeah, they just don't like him. But that yes, but I that think funding, that's probably like it. that fundraising effort looked great. It's great. Me. Yeah, it seems so great to me too. I encourage people to check that out, especially 
especially if there is somebody in your neighborhood who he's supporting, maybe you contribute to that. Also, uh, a big shout out to Childerberg, who had told us, and I will reiterate that despite the lockdown, Childerberg 2 in 2020 went off without a hitch. They raised money for Free Ross, my favorite um cause. I wish Trump would pardon him. Ross Ulbricht. Uh, they had a great time camping out at the lake. This is in Texas in the Austin area, meeting online friends in person and continuing the legend of what I myself call the chillest libertarian meetup of them all. So if you're interested in going to Childerberg 3, which I am planning to go to at the end of May this year, follow them on Twitter at Childerberg or go to Childerberg.com or stay tuned to the Propaganda Report where we will keep you posted on the details as that time approaches. And I hope that we can make that a big meetup for all of us. Fantastic. And what are we doing in the patron 15? What you got? A lot of COVID stuff. A lot of COVID stuff. I'm going to tell you about what Tom Cruise is now doing on set to help protect people from the coronavirus set of the next Mission Impossible movie. And I will tell you... Uh, the surprising news about cancer rates, cancer death rates in 2020. I will leave listeners guessing as to whether cancer death rates in 2020 were up or down. I'll tell you on the page for 15. Well, I certainly know that everybody listening is probably going to get that answer correct in the heads right now. So. I I you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DNB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We also do virtual parties through Patreon as well, and we do deep dive video podcasts at Rockfin at rockfin.com. We will talk to you all next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.